going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is a Wednesday NFL podcast on a Tuesday night. Sean and I jumped right in. We talked about the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Both of them got W's this week, so it's exciting stuff over here at Sorry Sports. After that, we jumped into the AFC wins, broke down that entire side. Then we went into the NFC wins and broke that down. Finally, I recapped our picks from last week, and of course, my sperm bank pick didn't hit. Got three more weeks left of that, so stay tuned to see if I do win one of those. And then, obviously, we made the picks, so hopefully I get that one. Give us a follow, Sorry Sports on Twitter, Sorry underscore sports on Instagram. Shoot us an email, sports at yahoo.com. And as always, check out the website, sorrysports.com. Enjoy, guys. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt NFL podcast. Uh, we just finished up week 14 last night, and I can't believe there's only three weeks left in the season. Tom, what's up, buddy? How are you? What's going on, man? So, yeah, week uh, week 15, right? Yeah, we're coming up on week 15 uh, in two nights. NFL uh, on Tuesday this week. Yeah, we we ended uh, a little bit ahead of time t- this week, so... We're ready to rock and roll. Let's get into week 14. It was a wild weekend of football. Uh, just some crazy games with crazy finishes and and unbelievable performances. So let's get into it. We're going to start with the locals as always. Starting with one of the most surprising results, although it was a game that didn't matter all that much, was I can't believe what the New York Giants have done to me, Tom. They just looked lifeless and now they can't lose. Uh, they just destroyed the corpse that is the Washington Redskins. I think forty this to was, sixteen. It was thirty-four nothing at the half. I think this was more of the Redskins just being so bad and beaten down. But again, Barkley looked great, even without Odell. Um, Eli Manning has a pretty good game himself. Yeah, yeah ninety-seven percent passing rate. Uh, and they're fucking Sunday, up that draft so pick for you. They really are. And, and honestly, it's like I'm so resigned myself to the fact that this was going to happen because after they beat San Francisco and beat Tampa Bay and should have beat Philly and the way they've looked, I mean, this is definitely much more bad Redskins, which we'll talk about. I mean, that the stadium was basically empty. The people in the lower bowl were all Giant fans. Uh, Mark Sanchez played. I don't need to tell you how Mark Sanchez plays quarterback. And honestly, the Giants came out and, you know, within the last few years, I've seen the Giants lose to a couple of really bad teams and they never gave the Redskins a shot. This was on the road. As bad as the Redskins were, this was also really good Giants. Uh, Eli looked good, and Saquon is ridiculous. And I knew that was going to be the case. Defense threw in a pick six for you, too. I feel like I'm watching the Knicks just squander away a top four pick. Yeah, it's weird though, you know, because like we we talked the football is different, of course. It is different. You can't intentionally try to lose because you know it's such a physical sport that, and you only have 53 guys on a roster, so you can't totally tank. But I, I think a tough situation is is last year I wanted them to tank. They actually did, and they still didn't take who I wanted them to take. So. It all could work out. Maybe they end up drafting, you know, ninth or tenth, and they take somebody that's the perfect fit. Who knows? In in football, that happens all the time. Um, they are not going to make up the playoffs because when we get to it later, uh, Will's Cowboys looks like they just sealed the NFC East. Um, but it, it was crazy, man. I mean, this Giants team. One thing I have to be encouraged about, despite not positioning themselves for the draft pick that I want, Shermer at least has shown that after a bye, he's rallied the troops. Barkley looks legit. The Eli Manning has played much better since the offensive line has gotten much better. And the defense, although it's still an issue, seems to be playing on a little bit higher level as well. So all good things as far as seeing the Giants look like they have a pulse and heading into next year. I think whether they draft a quarterback or not, I do believe Eli is the guy that's going to start next year. It doesn't mean they're going to win. But I think that they've clearly shown that they can win enough to be a fringe playoff team, and we'll see what happens. I think they look at Barkley and just say this guy is so good that if he's an integral part of the offense and Manning has time, he can still make plays. And, you know, that's kind of what they're just going to have to hope for. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Giants have a few more wins in them as well. They have the uh, Tennessee Titans at home this week. They're favored by two and a half. 
Yeah. Pretty good spread. I think they could win a couple then more. They, then they go to the Colts and then finish up with Dallas coming into MetLife Stadium in Week 17. So they're actually still alive in the playoff picture with Minnesota losing last night to Seattle, which we'll get to uh, way later on. But it, it's crazy. I mean, on the one hand, I'm upset because you always want to have the higher pick, especially when your season, when there still was a season, they couldn't seem to close games. But it was a, a new head coach learning the personnel. The offensive line was a train wreck. And a lot of things have changed. Eli's gotten better because he's had time to throw. Saquon actually running between tackles now that are there for him has looked even better than he did in the first seven, eight weeks of the season. And, you know, it is nice to see your team win, whether it really means anything big picture or not. You know, the NFL, it's such a short season. Like I prefaced with the pod, we're already into week 15. It's nuts. And after a year last year when they won three games and the third one was not till week 17, it's kind of nice to see your team win, and, and hopefully they can build on this momentum, make some good moves in free agency and the trade, and, and wherever they draft, you know, take the take the right guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess you must feel a little bit better about Shermer this week than you did last week. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, two weeks Whenever ago with the Eagle Barkley. game. Yeah, yeah two I'm weeks sorry. ago with the Eagle game. No, that that was that was terrible. Um, and he, he seemed like he did all he could to lose that Bears game, but they did end up winning, so i got to give him credit. But I'm going to spin this around to the, to the Redskins because I think that although the Giants deserve plenty of credit, they beat up on a team that didn't show up to play. It was almost like a varsity team playing a freshman team. I understand that Mark Sanchez is not very good, but they dropped two passes, one of which resulted in an interception. Guys were running wrong routes. The defense didn't seem like they had any interest being on the field, allowing Barkley to have two runs of over 50 yards on the team's first three possessions. And it's amazing how bad this organization is. Nobody shows up to the games. They already were having trouble selling out. They were having those blackout you know, issues a couple years ago when that was still a thing. It's it, You just can't make this up, dude. Josh Johnson was playing quarterback in garbage time and actually looked okay, but, you know, the Giants had totally mailed it in at that point. What do you think about the Red? Like, have you seen a team, and I, I know they lost their starting quarterback, Alex Smith, who sounds like now he won't ever play again, but can you can you rem- remember seeing something like this happen to a team that was actually winning and just this drastic drop-off? They're horrible. Well, the exact same thing happened last year, so you kind of got to look at yourself in the mirror when injuries happen in back-to-back years like that. No, this is just a horribly run organization, and they're the worst organization in football. They got to make you, you know... There are some teams worse than them record-wise, but I think they're by far and beyond the worst team in football standing today. Yep, Worse than the Cardinals, worse than the Jets, worse than the Bills, and so on and so forth. And it's from Bengals, the top down. Browns. Even the, well, the Bengals are giving them a run for their money, as they do most yeah. years. But, I mean, that team is just – somebody's got to so, – the NFL should step in. Yeah, I mean, well, they've tried to. But, I mean, Snyder, they want to get him to change the team name. You know, he, he has no interest in doing that. They, they make the worst personnel decisions. It seems like everybody they get in, it seems like there's a little bit of a curse going on there. And – Bad karma happens to really bad people and bad franchises, and like you said, even regardless of what their record ever is, even if they sneak into the postseason, they are just by far, even I think more than the Browns, because the Browns have just fallen on really bad luck and they can't seem to get it together. The Jets just haven't found a franchise quarterback, but I would not put either of those teams up there with the dysfunction that is... The Redskins. I mean, they're in, they're always in the news, unlike the Bills, unlike the Cardinals, but it's always for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you see, you see a lot of bad things going on with them. But why don't we move on to the New York Jets? Because the Redskins suck. What else do you have to say about them? <laughs> Sam Darnold looked pretty good leading his team back. Happy and to have him back. The game. I am. I, I was really impressed with what I saw there. Him coming back from injury and playing in Buffalo, and it was nice and cold for him up there. So. That says something to you, to other people. I was you just going to say, say I, I was, yeah, no, but no, other I people was, saying that he can't play in cold weather. They say that about every Southern California yeah, kid that and, goes and to he a He made market. some plays, yeah. man. He really did. And you saw a little bit of an appearance from McCowan, which I wasn't happy to see, but Darnold came back and led his team to a win. I mean, it was an ugly game, but a win's a win. Hey, listen, much better than the last result when you played the Bills. And, and 
you had him back and, and you did come back. That was a game that the Jets looked like they weren't going to win and, and they ended up pulling it out. Uh, one of those plays that you were speaking to from Darnold was when he ran all the way, you know, stumbled around. and Russell and Wilson-esque built, play. Built, yeah, built a lot of time and made a really good play. And that's always kind of that escapability that we saw of him in college. And, and, he, and, his and he threw an absolute dime on the run to Robbie Anderson in the end zone as well. Which so. has always been when he was at his best in college. It was throwing on the run and finding open guys late when the defense breaks down. Listen, you want to talk about the Jets' future because this game was fun, but again, this season's already over for the Jets. I Dick Bowles, we've already said, is a dead man walking. I just hope that they can get an offensive guy that can really design a playbook and a team around him. Yeah, it doesn't speaking, sound. It doesn't seem like Jeremy Bates is going to be that guy. No, and speaking of that, we have to talk about the Jets draft next year because they we were wrong on that. They actually do have their first round pick. They gave up in a second and a third round pick, and their first round pick this past well, year. Well, the second for, and third was last year too. So they gave up. They they only the they only have they only are giving up a third rounder this year. Even better, I, I misread that in the in the press clippings or whatever you want to call. That, I think you were just so happy that you had Sam Darnold last year that you could have given up the rest of the entire draft and you would have been okay. Even better, I mean, if they can keep losing, I don't think they're going to be the number one team in the draft. But maybe if somebody spots a quarterback that they like, maybe if Nick Bosa doesn't have a good workout. Nick Bosa is not coming to the Jets. No, but no way, no way that that the Raiders, who now look like they might be playing themselves out of it too, so the Jets might end up with it. What there do you, you have? Go. Four, four wins right now. Yeah, and you finish up. You've got Houston, who, and then New England. I don't remember. Yeah, somebody in Week 16 sandwiched in between I think those it's two. Buffalo. But no, you just played Buffalo twice. So you're right. Um, regardless of the situation, you're not a good team, and there's a good chance you don't win another game. Bowles is a dead man walking, so you don't need to see anything good out of him. Um, regardless, the Jets are going to be positioned for a good draft pick, and they'll be just fine. Hopefully, they can get a good offensive lineman. I think you said it is a heavy I think draft you this year. need Jonah Williams from Alabama. I think he is the best. He already has protected for mobile quarterbacks his entire college career with Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. If you want to put a guy on the left side and cement that blind side for Darnold, I think that that's your guy. And he's going to be the number one offensive lineman taken in the draft if the Jets could position that. Uh, that would be wonderful. Um, to the Bills, Josh the Allen? The Jets play the Packers. so okay. Winnable game. Yep. Winnable game week 16, but... They're really going to have to play perfect to beat them, even the Packers. So. Yep, exactly. And, and so there you go. So there's your next three games. I think Houston's better. I think Green Bay's better. And obviously you're not going to beat the Pats because that game now looks looks like they're going to need the Pats are going to need that game. And so, we'll get into that later. Yes, sir. So as far as the Bills are concerned, Josh Allen looked pretty good. He set a record, a rookie record for rushing yards in a season, um, which is pretty amazing because, you know, you think of him as mobile and you think of him as a guy that can run. And has a freakish amount of athleticism, but you don't put him in that same class as a Vic or a um, you know Randall Cunningham or or now even a uh, Lamar, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. But he he has made a lot of plays with his feet, and I think that the Bills are can end their first season with him and say there were a couple really good games and some flashes that he's legit. You know, around that uh, time where he missed with the injury when they were rotating Derek Anderson, Matt Barkley, and whomever else. Uh, well, he proved that he so. was better than a middle of the road. Nathan Peterman. Yeah, there yep. he is. There he is. The uh, the infamous Nathan Peterman, who that. probably will never be heard from again. No, definitely not. He'll, he'll go into exile as far as NFL quarterbacks are concerned, but maybe not. There's a bunch of people that I thought would never play again. And Josh hear, Jackson? Josh Johnson. Johnson, excuse See, me. We can't even say his name. We don't have no idea who that is. But, yeah, so I think all the way around, it's good to have Darnold back end the season with letting him play, continue to get his feet wet. Um, you know, they had him on an interview out of a radio show in New York, I believe it was the Michael K show, and they and he was saying how surprised he was with how fast defenses are and how quickly they adapt to certain schemes and he identified a couple games that really caught him by surprise. So I think having a year where you didn't expect to go to the playoffs but you were able to let him play the majority of the season, the only time he missed was when he was hurt and let him kind of get that experience, get that exposure. Hopefully you surround him with a better offensive line and a little bit more talent as far as the skills positions. 
and uh, and a, most importantly, an actual offensive-minded head coach that can help him develop. So there's our talk on the locals. Um, you know, the Giants seem to be trending upward just a little too little too late, and anything good you can see out of the Jets as Bowles finishes out his tenure, I'll uh, take it. you'll take it. So we're going to go, starting with the Thursday night game as we go into the AFC victories from the weekend. Nice pick, Sean. Yeah, I felt good Road about... Your boy, Derrick Henry out of Alabama. I felt good about this game simply because... Did he because, win the Heisman? Yeah, yeah, he won the Heisman back in 2014 or 15. And he hadn't done yeah. anything since until last Thursday well, he's night. Had, he's played well. He He's not been what they thought they were going to get, but he's been an okay running back. He's not a lead back by any means. No, definitely not. they went and not. spent a lot of money on a Deion Lewis because he's not even close to what they thought they were getting. No, but he's had he's had games. He's just nothing He's nothing what All you right. would expect. He's not Trent Richardson. <laughs> exactly. But he's not even Mark Ingram. I think he's better than Eddie Lacy, though. Eddie Lacy's had better years. I could so, pull up the stats so I think for that, sure. I think there's that. But, no, I felt good about this game because Cody Kessler was playing quarterback. The Jaguars won a game 6 nothing the week before against Andrew Luck and it seemed like a walking, a walking zombie that was the uh, Indianapolis Colts. But I finally picked a team on Thursday night that was home. Good job by so you. So that huh? made sense. But, no, let's get into this game. Derrick Henry went nuts. He had that 99-yard touchdown run in the second quarter. That just electrified everybody. That was insane, and and it's funny because even when he was in college, it, he didn't. It never looks like he's running that fast, but he's sneaky fast. But he's just huge, and seeing him stiff arm everybody, you know, down the sideline, it was ridiculous. And again, I think the Jaguars have quit. I don't think that, like as you would say, business decisions. I think that they make decisions to say, yeah, I'm not going to go after this guy running down the sideline in a game that doesn't matter to us. The end. Uh, the end score was not nearly as indicative of how much of an ass whooping this was. It was thirty to nine. Honestly, it felt like fifty-five to nine. Yeah, and the Tennessee Titans have settled into the playoff hunt. Uh, in the AFC, it's looking like the Chiefs, Patriots, uh, and the Steelers are leading the divisions, and. Right now, the Ravens and, and the Texans are leading their division as yeah, well. It looks like the Texans are going to take that division. but And the Ravens and the Chargers are, are in as well. Swap out the Tennessee Titans for the Baltimore Ravens, and I didn't pick it in the right order, but I believe I have the entire AFC playoff window correct. That would be very impressive, but we still have some time to go. Um, and the Ravens really lost a tough game, which we'll get into in a second. But as far as what I'm concerned here... I'm just so interested, more so than the result of this game. At least, you know, the Titans won a game they should have won at home. They keep their season alive. I'm just so interested to see what both of these teams do at the end of the season with their quarterbacks. If Mariota gets them into their second straight playoff game, playoff, and he wins a second playoff game, remember they beat the Chiefs last year, do the Titans make that mistake maybe that the Jaguars made and pay Mariota? Or do they look for somebody else? And then, okay, we got to have a decision in Jacksonville. What is going to go on? Because obviously Cody Kessler is not the answer. I think the, the picture is a lot more clear in Jacksonville than it is in Tennessee. I mean, that's a lot of money to absorb if you cut him, but I just don't know how you can keep him in that locker room. Flacco of course, we're in talking a about Blake. uniform. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think that's possible. There's a couple guys I could see. I think both the Jaguars and the Titans look at. Okay, who's better? I mean, I don't, I don't know based off of just, you know, projecting potential. If if there's anybody out on the free agent market that's a lot better than Mariota, maybe about the same. But I think there's a lot of them that are better than Blake Bortles, and, oh, yeah. and you still have a very elite defense. You know, I look at this defense, and the reason they've been so bad is I think really since that Dallas game when the Cowboys just blitzed them in in Jerry World, they gave up. Because they knew they had no chance with Bortles, and they've kind of mailed it in. And, but I think if you could inspire that team and, and know that they won't be on the field 50 minutes a game and give them a quarterback that can make plays and that they can feel good about, maybe uh, fortunes will turn. But that's going to be interesting. As far as a Thursday night game, this was one of those throwback Thursday night games. There was one memorable play from it, but I didn't really watch much into the second half. No, not at all. Uh, but moving on to the next game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Baltimore go. Ravens. Patrick Mahomes is insane. I mean, dude, this guy's magic. With he a couple has of, eyes with in the back of his head. Obviously missing Kareem Hunt, which is interesting. Tyreek Hill's banged up. He's going to be banged up this Thursday. 
Um, Sammy Watkins is probably was out for this game, probably going to be out next game, but he still figures out a way. They signed Kelvin Benjamin, so we'll – I mean, come on, we'll have to see how that goes, but – he figures out a way, throwing no-look passes across his body, just On fourth and nine, he converted two fourth downs to tie this game. He converted a fourth and nine where he was rolling to his right. I don't know how he wasn't sacked three times. The guy's got eyes in the back of his head. His presence and awareness is really second to none. And then throws across his body on a line about 18 yards. Tony Romo said on the on the broadcast, like, the only guy that can make this play is Aaron Rodgers. Well, now you have a second. And then on a fourth on a, another fourth down, I forget the yardage, throws a bullet touchdown to tie the game. It's ridiculous. This guy's amazing. Now they should have won if the Kansas City uh, kicker didn't miss the field goal. They got back. They got the ball in overtime, and they were able. He was the kicker was able to redeem himself, and they won the game on a walk off. But this Chiefs team, they're finding ways, but they definitely don't look the same without Kareem Hunt. This is two games in a row now. Not at all, and they are a little banged up, as I alluded to. And then from the other side, to the Baltimore Ravens, they were impressive in this game. They were. Lamar Jackson got a little dinged up as well. Another RG three appearance for the second week in a row. I know you're excited about that. Yeah, ecstatic. Um, we'll have to see because Joe Flacco is eligible to play. Lamar Jackson has an ankle injury. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I think they're going to do everything they can, though, to put Lamar Jackson in this game. They seem like a different team when he's out there. They know how to ugly there. a game up, and I think that's the well, whole game Well, because they're, they're one of the very few teams in the league that still play consistently good defense. You've got the Ravens, you've got the Cowboys, and you've got the Bears. And that's really, that's really it. Yeah. And, and and they play earlier in the year. I would have thrown the Minnesota Vikings into that mix. Yeah, not but. anymore. And, and I guess you could put the the Chargers up there. They play some really good defense too. But no, I I it's it's amazing. The, the Ravens really do look different. And that was a game they could I mean, have won and should have won. Averaging like thirty five points a game, and they held them to twenty seven. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and they didn't really ever have a flow to it. And if it wasn't for a couple just you know remarkable magician plays by by Patrick Mahomes. They go to Arrowhead and win this game. So now they're coming up. They've got they've got three more weeks to try to solidify themselves. I think they'll do everything they can to put Lamar Jackson in the starting lineup and have him play the full game. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on to the next game. This stuff usually doesn't happen to the New England Patriots. This doesn't happen in the NFL. It is Miami, and they don't play well in Miami. But Tom Brady had a great game. Two touchdowns, about 400 yards passing. Gronk had a... Classic Gronk game, not a not a recent Gronk game. No running game at all whatsoever, but let's get to the play at hand. The last play of the game. Why the hell is a broken down old Gronk out there is my first question. Who I've tripped got, four times. I've got a cut. Well, I, I mean, that's definitely confusing, but I've got a couple others as far as the defense is concerned. First of all, why are you rushing four? Tannehill was yeah, on one leg. Too. Now, Tannehill can't throw a ball that far. It was about 70 yards. He can't throw the ball that far on two healthy legs. He doesn't have that kind of arm. So, you know you gotta you've gotta play prevent defense. You gotta have as many guys back there as you can. Secondly, now he you put him on one leg. He's putting everything he can into converting a pass. So you give him a fifteen yard pass. You rushed four? So there's four people rushing into the backfield? I mean that's terrible. Now you have the issue of not having enough quick guys to to guard against a play like that. And Gronk, to your next question, is he's your last line of defense? I mean, that that's that's just not being prepared. That was it was very reminiscent because you don't see things like this happen to the Patriots because Belichick never gets outsmarted. This was like very reminiscent to me of the kick six from a couple years ago when Alabama lost to Auburn on that kick return field goal, and they were just so not prepared personnel wise to cover that possible kick return down the sideline. That was in the Iron Bowl, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like you don't usually see that happen to Saban or Belichick because they're always so perfectly detailed. But going back to this play, this was a sloppy this was game insane. all around. Yeah, and I mean, Kenyon Drake, the way he, when he got that lateral and froze the defense, making him think he was going to lateral it, it opened up like eight different holes for him. And then, I mean, that's another Alabama guy. When he puts the Jets on, there's nobody catching him. Nope. It was a really, really nice play by I him. wasn't going to mention it because I thought you would just call me out, but I'll let you say it. Yeah, well, you knew I was going to say it at some point, yeah. but 
I mean, I'm glad the Patriots lost. Again, they're still probably going to end Nine up Nine and four a, now. They're still going to end up a top three seed. I st- they play the Pittsburgh Steelers, which has a lot of implications. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, they own that team. The Dolphins own them, but they own that team. Oh, they own the, the Dolphins own the Pats in South Beach. That's for sure. This was just one of those games like you couldn't believe it. As I had the red zone on because at the time the Giants was just that wasn't even a game. So I was just like, okay. Obviously, I had the Patriots in a tease, so I wasn't too happy. About that. <laughs> I just could, especially because you know Brady just had a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. But wow, I mean that was so. That defense that was so is fun. terrible because you know what Tannehill had a good game himself. He did on one leg, as you said. And their running backs, you know, before, earlier in the year, we're talking about how they got a two-headed monster in James White and uh, Sony Michelle. They were nowhere to be found in this game. No, they haven't run the ball well in a couple of weeks. Um, Cordell Patterson's not running the ball for them much anymore, so they have, nor he, nor should he be. So he, he did catch a touchdown pass in this game. But, yeah, I mean, they just don't have the same feel to them, man. I mean, losing games like that, you know, remember like that year when they got destroyed by Baltimore at home in the first round of that playoff game when Ray Rice ran like an 80-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage? This just feels like one of those years where they're just not all there. But, you know, you love playing devil's, devil's advocate. They got smacked by the Dolphins last year as well, and they went to the Super Bowl. I know. So, it just this we'll just, feel, just it on, feels different there though. Were, there I agree. have been more games this year where they've lost, where I'm just kind of like, that's just not the Patriots I mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And you know, it's one thing if they get smacked early in the season and they come back from it. It's another when you lose games like this because, you know, they had the Dolphins beat. The Dolphins didn't really outplay them. They won on a fluke play that was, for a lot of reasons, as we just detailed made no sense schematically for any coach, especially, you know, Belichick. Yeah, so I'm happy to see the Patriots lose. That was an all-time play. I mean, that was one of the best plays I've ever seen, especially just a walk-off touchdown. Totally agree. Dolphins are still in the playoff hunt. Amazing. 7-6, and six, the most mediocre, vanilla 7-6 <laughs> and six ever. They, they don't you, do anything for you, do they? If No, not at all. And if I didn't know what their record was and you said, Tom, what's the Dolphins record? I would have been like 4-10? I, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, let's let's move on to the next game. We have the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, of course, winning because I picked the Carolina Panthers as one of my four picks, beating Cam Newton, who looks very hurt to be honest with yeah, you. He does. He's he going to have to get shoulder surgery. Yeah, he shouldn't I'm be calling that right now um, and pretty much ending their season. And I don't know, Greg Williams playing himself into, or coaching himself, excuse me, into a job. What do you think? Yeah, I put that Mayfield in our... looked great, by the way. He threw like a 70-yard bomb yeah, as well for, yeah. those of, for those of you who don't think Baker Mayfield has a good arm. Yeah, for, first of all, anybody that doesn't think Baker Mayfield has a good arm, I don't know what you've ever been watching because the guy has an absolute cannon. He's not Mahomes, but... No, but he had the best arm out of any quarterback in this draft, and it wasn't close. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he absolutely does, um, especially if you're going to play in the Big 12 out there. You've got to be able to freaking sling it. Yeah. Um, And he makes a lot of plays on the run, too. He's exciting to watch. I mean, that team... We've talked about it at length. I mean, there's been a lot of games this year. I can think of three right off the top of my head that they easily could have and maybe even should have won. Well, there's an overtime. There's two the, overtime the, games. Tucked yep, in the Raiders there. game I, that is very is very familiar. The Steeler game they had. Uh, the Raven game they had too. So hilariously, uh, they were all coached by. Yeah, Hugh, Jackson. Hugh Jackson. So they've gotten better. I think it was definitely part of that. Um, they have enough talent on the team where they can win games. This was at home. And I think, you know, they have five wins now, man. I mean, they might finish with six. And if you go six, nine, and one, I mean, that's that's really, really good for them. And, and I, it's it, this is a team that's won once in two years. So, you know, any team that wins six games, you're not going to be that excited about. But you kind of have to be if you're if you're paying any attention or have any kind of allegiance to the Browns. And to flip it over to Carolina, ever since I said, wow, I think we're forgetting about this team, they're 6-2 and two and good. Yeah, no, they're not. They haven't won since, and they've looked really bad. Cam is definitely hurt. He's trying to play. He can't play. He's missing throws all over the place. Uh, his, his arm strength just isn't there. His accuracy isn't there. And I think the best move for them would to just be to continue to lose get him out of there 
end his season so he doesn't get more hurt. And maybe get him a little offensive line help in this draft, Well, it would be nice. That offensive line is horrible. McCaffrey takes a lot of pressure off of it because he's kind of that Saquon Barkley type where he can catch out of the backfield. He's such a he's such a bailout option for Newton as Barkley is for Eli where you don't have to take a lot of hits. But it, it doesn't matter, man. I mean, that team's so just so bad right now and I think they've lost a couple on some really questionable calls and decisions by Ron Rivera I think he's playing himself out of a potential job because if they continue to spiral out of control I think he's done yeah we'll have to see how that goes in the offseason yeah Riverboat Ron may be done um, and Cam's season should be over but I bet you he continues to play because that's just the type of player he is moving on to the next game the Chargers did just enough to win against the decimated Cincinnati Bengals. The only player on their team who I think has a chance of starting for any other team is maybe Tyler Boyd and probably Joe Mixon. I was just going to say Joe Mixon. Of course, because he went nuts. But aside from that, all their offensive players look like second stringers out there. But you know what? The Chargers won the game. They did just enough to win, missing Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler getting hurt. Rivers had a mediocre game. This was a look ahead to this Thursday. Oh, de- yes, definitely but was. they got the win. Who they cares? got the win, and they did sustain some injuries. Uh, the Bengals snuck up on him, you know, making that trip all the way to the soccer stadium that the Chargers play in was at StubHub's field or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You're going to have games like this, and I do think this is what separates the good teams from the bad teams. I mean, the Chargers went to Pittsburgh the week before and won that incredible game, you know, coming all the way back to beat the Steelers while the Steelers were rolling. And then, you know, you go back across country, you're home, you're playing a team that's not good, doesn't have their starting quarterback, doesn't have their starting wide, their star wide receiver. And you definitely look ahead, but they snapped into it. A win is a win in the NFL. We say that every week with some of these games. And um, they are going to be playing uh, in Kansas City on Thursday night, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's the best Thursday night game of the year. You talk about the uh, the Chiefs and the and the. L.A. Rams being the best Monday night game. This is probably the best Thursday. Yeah, there's been although some... it's right up there with the minute Minnesota and the Rams are pretty good. Minnesota... Back when Minnesota actually learned know how to play offense. Yeah, Minnesota and the Rams was great. Uh, obviously, that Dallas New Orleans game was real good. There have been a couple. That Green Bay Seattle game was real good. So the Thursday night slate has been has been top notch this year. And um, and kudos to the NFL for prioritizing Thursday night matchups and Monday night matchups because listen. I'm, I'm, I really, we, we're not just going to watch football all the time just to watch football. There's got to be some intriguing matchups, and you should have them on those isolated nights. Listen, on Sunday, you make an event out of it. You're going to probably watch your local team, and then you're going to follow whomever else is playing on the red zone. Or if there's a game that you got to watch, you got to watch it. But you're going to have football all day. Uh, on the Mondays and Thursdays, you want to have something to look forward to during the day because that's the only game on. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the next game, the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, walk off the Houston Texans (laughs) 24-21. And of course, I say of course because the Houston Texans were my sperm bag pick of the week this past week. So, yep, I'm uh, Owen whatever. Yep, yeah, you are. You don't feel bad at all? I don't because it's hilarious. I mean, I I just really don't want you to like pull a Giants and like win like week 17 meaningless and and end up preserving a... uh, Oh, somewhat uh, unblemished record with your with your. Pick. Well, Sean was sitting with me, and he was. I was looking at it very, very hard today, and I put effort in it for the first time this year. Well, that's nice. I, <laughs> I hope that makes a, a big put difference. Put a hell of a lot it. of effort into it this time. <laughs> I looked at every single game up and down. I thought about it. So way to tell our listeners that week. you're not putting in a lot of time and effort for this. Everybody will get over it. I don't have to put an effort. I think you do. Because, I'm talented. Well, clearly, you're not. Well, you haven't. That, you haven't won yet. So that I'm. That I'm not so talented. No matter what, the uh, the Texans win streak is over at eight. The uh, Colts bounce back from their just horrible performance in Texans, Jacksonville. Texans should be fine. They play the Jets next week. Andrew Luck comes back. And they back. pretty much got that division wrapped up. Yeah. And Andrew Luck comes back after his probably one of his worst games of his career against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're eight and four and now. Has an right? amazing game. Uh, Texans are they won nine and four. Yep, I yep. was gonna say they won nine straight games, so they gotta have at least nine wins. Yep, math makes well, sense. Well, they there. started uh, they started zero and three too. So yep, yeah. Um, so that, so good good for the Colts though. They're saying they're keeping themselves. I will alive. say this about the Texans though: the last couple weeks I've been watching them, although they did win 
every other week except for this one for the past nine weeks. That offense does not look great. No, and we've said this too. I mean, Even DeAndre Hopkins has only been averaging like 50 yards a game or something. They've been surviving a lot of these games, and you can't take anything away from them because you know I do think that it's a double-edged sword. You, you can't get lucky every week. I think you put teams in positions for them to lose, and, and you put yourself in positions to win, and they've done that. Like I said last week, you don't put them in the same category as – some of the other teams, particularly the Chiefs, uh, Patriots, and Chargers, but maybe now the Steelers because the Steelers don't look all that good. But the Colts now look, took advantage of a Baltimore loss and, as we'll get to later, a Denver loss. They're right in the playoff and race. And they're right in the playoff race. That last spot in the AFC is going to be crazy because the Chargers have the first one all but all but locked up. So, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of the Steelers, just to move on to that, John Gruden gets a dub, and they choked away a win. Dude, the Steelers now three weeks in a row that they've choked away wins. I mean, that that game in Denver, Big Ben throwing that terrible pick in the end zone to to end that one, allowing the Los Angeles Chargers to come back and and beat beat them at home on Sunday night and now going back across the country and losing to John Gruden's Raiders on the day where they ended up firing their GM uh, later that night. It's 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 bad, man. I mean, you can't lose these games. Yeah, you can't lose these games. Yeah, no, it, and it was just an overall terrible game. Big Ben was out for what two quarters, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Josh Dobbs did not help him out. No, not at all. But why don't we talk about the off the field things? Because did you watch the press conference with John Gruden again? I'm talking about a press conference with John Gruden after they fired him. He acted so surprised. Like, what's the charade here? Yeah, well, that's classic Gruden, and that's what he's been doing all year. I mean, going back to the comment of saying it's really hard to find a pass rusher and, you know, saying things like, you know, if we just had a better receiving core after trading Cooper and, you know, all the, all this kind of shit. It even started before the season when he said, you know, I came back to because I'm loyal to the citizens of Oakland, Oakland who you're going to have for literally two years. So it's just a weird situation. Um well, Reggie, we'll be seeing Reggie it for Mc, ten years. Reggie so. McKenzie was the GM. Uh, obviously, if you give John Gruden a hundred million dollars, he is not going to uh, acquiesce to anybody as far as player personnel is concerned. And they were good friends, apparently. I don't know how much of that is true. I guess at one point they were, but obviously it didn't work out. I'm not surprised by anything John Gruden does or says. Right. All right. So let's move on to some of the NFC wins. The Saints. Uh, Barely win, I would say. I it fe- they won twenty eight to fourteen, but this is not a Saints team that I'm as confident in with my Super Bowl winning pick as I was earlier in the season. You got to win by more than that against the worst defense in football. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm still not ready to get off the bandwagon. They lost that really tough game to Dallas uh, on that Thursday night, and it seems like they were kind of sleepwalking through this one. Tampa Bay has actually been playing a little bit better of late both on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. It was in Tampa Bay for some whatever reason. The Buccaneers just give the give the Saints some problems wherever they play. It doesn't really make sense. But 28-14, to 14, you, can, you can go home feeling good about that. And they still only have two losses. So. Yeah, and now they are back in the one-seed conversation because of the Rams losing this week, which we will get into in a little bit. Next game coming up, we have the Packers winning a game 34-20 to against the Atlanta Falcons. Good win for the Packers. That's really all I have to say about them. I, You can kind of tell. I don't know how to put your finger on it. I don't know how to describe it when a team quits on their coach. Oh, we this see it all the time. This team quit on their coach. Yeah, well, I, I was saying about Jacksonville, ways you can tell is I, I told everybody last year, the, the, the game the Giants quit on McAdoo, was that game at home off the bye against the Rams. Now, the Rams were really good last year, but they they did lose in the first round. They weren't this year's Rams. And they won, They put up 50 on the Giants, and they just the Giants didn't try to tackle. You see, you know, the way the, the Jaguars played on Thursday night, they, they're making decisions that I don't want to play. We saw your Jets against the Bills a couple weeks ago at MetLife mail it in. And this is exactly another another example of that. Yeah, so... But Joe Philbin gets his first win with the Packers. Now, I'll tell you this. Did you see 
he challenged twice in the first two minutes of the game yeah. and lost them both. If you're playing you're, anybody else, you if lose you're the that president, game. if you're the president of the uh, of the team, because they don't have an owner over there in Green Bay. Again, I said I own stock in them, so if you see that, I think that's all you need to see when it comes to the hiring process. Yeah, I mean, you beat a really bad. Falcon team now, in Lambeau Field. speaking of the Falcons, is Quinn gone? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, we've talked about this the last few weeks. He he has to be. He has to be. This team's not good. And and you and to me is, you know, you not you can't pride a guy off a Super Bowl appearance. He coughed that Super Bowl up in I I know it was a few years ago now, but that was a pro- a collapse of epic proportions. You don't lose that game. Yeah. So obviously that game really did him in after a fantastic year. They weren't quite able to rebound, although they did get to the second round of the playoffs last year before falling to the Eagles uh, in Philly. And then this year, they've just been terrible. And as you said, it looks like they've quit. I mean, they I expected a lot more out of them this year. I thought they would be alive in the NFC South. They've been nowhere close. And this was just a game where it looked like the Packers were riding momentum of, of finally getting rid of McCarthy and, and having a new coach, whether it be interim or not, and Rodgers could kind of just let it fly. And maybe he liked seeing Philbin challenge two plays in two minutes, even if he lost them both. But that's really all you can say about this game. I think the Packers season is pretty much over, and the Falcons season has been over. Definitely. The only thing they really got going for them is Julio Jones. But let's move on to the next game. We have Calvin Ridley too has been awesome. Yeah, Calvin Ridley had a really good beginning of the season. The 49ers beat up the Broncos and kind of take them out of playoff contention. The Broncos have a cookie cutter schedule to end the year. This was one of those games, but they didn't win it. I I didn't realize Emmanuel Sanders was that big of a loss. Yeah, apparently so because Keenum didn't look like he knew where the where to throw the ball a lot of the time. This did seem like a trap game to me because the 49ers, albeit they're not good. They are sneaky when they play at home against some teams that don't have electric off, you know, uh, potential uh, offensively. I mean, they were right there. They easily could have beaten the Giants. They they killed the Raiders. Those are all with Nick Mullins. They've gone on the road a couple times and getting and gotten hammered. But um, that San Francisco defense is still really good. And this was one of the games that Mullins just didn't turn the ball over. And and. That's usually been the the Broncos recipe for success during their little micro winning streak here, but uh, they just weren't able to take care of business in this game, and that's that's not a good job by uh, by the head coach. George Kittle owned that entire team. George Kittle's awesome. He's been owning everybody, even in games that they've gotten killed. He's just been putting up ridiculous numbers. Absolutely, and I think Mullins probably threw himself right back into the Giants' future quarterback. (laughs) Every week I flip-flop on him. Yeah, um, so moving on to the next one. We try and avoid it. We try and take it off our show notes every week, but we we got to talk about the whole NFL. Will, are you listening? Dallas Nation, are you listening? I got another couple missed calls from Will. He seems to call me when I'm either working or hanging out with my girlfriend. Does he have nothing better to do? Well, we we, we love you, Will, but come on. No, he doesn't. He really really doesn't. It's sad. It's, yeah. it's truly sad, but he sticks with the Cowboys through thick and thin, and he's going to stick by them when they lose in the first round this year to the Seattle Seahawks. But that's neither here nor there now. They got <laughs> another win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Amari Cooper, that trade looks better and better every day. Well, this this does pain me, but I, I can't I can't be that much of a, of a Giant fan right now. How many times, sorry to cut you off, or sorry to interrupt, excuse me. There you go. How many times do you have to pan to the booth? I don't want to see an old, decrepit Jerry Jones smiling. That image is going to be at the gates of hell when I die. Oh, yeah, big time. And and to everybody else, that's not a Cowboys fan. I mean, it's... It's disgusting, and it seems like it always happens on Fox because Aikman does the games, and he loves him some Jerry Jones. Uh, how could he not? But I got to give them credit, man. I can't take it away. The Eagles have not been good. Um, we know that they're not anywhere close to resembling their Super Bowl defending selves, but I got to give the Cowboys credit. This defense is legit. I mean, Wentz struggled until the fourth quarter. But that's not just because he struggled. They shut down probably the MVP of the league and Drew Brees the week before. They've been shutting down offenses now for a few weeks. And honestly, man, 
Dak is playing well enough to win, and ever since they just kept giving the ball to Zeke, it looks like 2016 again. He runs with purpose. He doesn't fumble the football. He runs behind an offensive line that's just causing a lot of havoc for defensive lines, just pushing them away, letting Zeke get through every hole that's there, and then Dak can convert on plays. Now, Dak didn't have a good game, and I, I do believe that, you know, for as much as people want to, you know, criticize well, he for Dak, a lot of yards. Threw for a lot of yards, but he threw the ball 56 times. He missed Gallup. Like five times, uh, yeah. Deep. And if I'm Gallup and I'm diving for these balls, I'm like, I, I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Because that game should have been 35-10, to 10, Dallas. And and that's, I think, the biggest problem with Prescott is he, he does make some plays. Amari Cooper, who we'll talk about in a second and just talk about that trade, it helps him a lot. But if he can, he has to hope that he can play every game with the opposing team scoring 20 points or less. I think he can win those games. If you're trying to do shootouts like he had to do against Rodgers a couple years ago in the play in the playoffs, he's got no chance because he he does not have the ability to make big plays down the field and really open up games. But I can't take too much away from him. He made he he was. He was architecting just a beautiful drive in overtime. And credit to Jason Garrett. I can't believe I'm saying it. Going forward on fourth and two when you could have kicked the field goal, saying, no, we're going to end this now, and giving the ball to Zeke and running it behind that line and letting him get that three yards, that was a really gutsy call I was not expecting him to make. I was really hoping it wasn't going to be successful. But kudos to the Cowboys. They deserve to win that game. Now, Amari Cooper, three touchdowns, including making the playoff the deflected ball to seal the the game in overtime on that touchdown pass. Terrible throw by Dak. Worked out, though. I'm I'm not going to jump the gun yet because I want to see what the Raiders do with that pick, and I also want to see what ends up coming of this season and the rest of his tenure. But... If we're just going to be prisoners of the moment, how could you not say this was a brilliant pickup? Because he well, has saved their eyes, season. In my eyes, I think the Cowboys won the trade because when the trade was made, I thought they lost it because I thought it was going to be number 12. Now that the pick's going to be in the 20s, it's a lot more palatable. Yeah, that's but, you, all, that's but, the way but you still have two first-round picks if you're the Raiders. You can still find a lot of value at that I point. think the deal worked for both of them because Cooper clearly wasn't happy and wasn't playing inspired football. There'd be a week where he goes you know, two touchdowns, 130 yards, and then a week where he goes... Two targets, one catch for 15. But how do you identify winning a trade? I mean, that's why I said I have to wait because I, I want to see who the Raiders end up using as that pick. I identify it, in my opinion, right now as... Well, right now, you guys of course. Are, you, well, a Cooper, the only reason why the Cowboys are where they are is because they got Cooper. Of course. And but if they, they are, lose in the first round, I mean, yeah, you won the division, but... I think, I think the Cowboys won the trade because they turned the 12th pick or whatever into the 21st. And they're making the playoffs, and they got a 24-year-old guy who we were arguing whether or not he could be a number one wide receiver. He definitely looks like a number one wide receiver, and he's 24 years old. That's why I think the Cowboys won the trade. Again, picks are picks, but you got to make the right ones. If if they get a guy that turns into their next Khalil Mack or you know a better quarterback than Derek Carr, again, they made a great pick, but... Still, I think the Cowboys won the trade for what they did with it after. Yeah, I want to see how far this goes, not just for this year, but going forward. Does he elevate Dak to that next level? Is he, you know, a, a Michael Irvin light? You know, something like that. Is it, if, even if he's Des from Bryant, what I've seen in that's, the past, that's that's a win. From what I've seen in the past, what they got him four weeks ago, longer than that. Week? I think like five, six. He they've. They lost their first game with him with the Titans, and they haven't lost since. So six weeks ago. I think he's better than Dak. From I mean, excuse me. I think he's better than Dez. That was ever really. Well, Dez had. I mean, a it's couple, a short sample Dez had, size. Dez but. had a couple really good years, and he was a he was a very dangerous receiver for a long time. Trust me, having to watch him play against my team twice a year, he he made some serious plays. Um, he couldn't stretch the field even in his best days like Cooper. He was more, you know, high point the ball and be physical. But whether they end up winning this trade, however you want to decide and and interpret winning, I'm not taking anything away from the Cowboys, man. They are playing really good football, and they are playing that level of defense that 
has clearly shown that they can shut down elite offenses. They are not playing nobodies. I mean, the, the Eagles have offensive talent, whether they've been good or not. They knocked down the MVP in Breeze a couple weeks ago, as we spoke about. They've shut down a couple of really solid teams. I don't really count the Colt-McCoy game, but before that, they were they were beating some offensive teams too. So give the Cowboys a lot of credit, no matter how little I want to. They're playing like one of the best teams in football, if not the best team in football, within the last six weeks, and you got to give them credit where it's due. We'll, we'll see how their season finishes out, but I think this all but sealed the NFC East. Yeah, no, the, the NFC East is definitely done. But let's move on to the next game. The Lions beat the Cardinals. That's it. Yep. We don't have to say anything else Rosen about that. was horrible. Yeah, he, well, rookies are going to have those type of games. But let's move on to the next game. You don't want to give him Matt Patricia a shout-out? No, not at all. I thought he was coming on the pod, man. Come on. He's not invited. I'm over it. Uh, but let's move on to the next game, and that is a game that was pretty interesting. The Bears beat up on the Rams. This was a defensive battle. Rams this is also another brilliant pick by me. Six points. Did you get this pick right? Yeah, right? I absolutely did. Good job by you. Um, Jared Goff had a terrible game, and I think he's going to come back and shred the Eagles next week. I expect him to. This was one of those games that it had all the makings of this kind of result. The Bears had been playing elite defense. They just got their starting quarterback back in, in Mitch Trubisky. They're playing in freezing cold Chicago at night. The Rams have not been playing all that well. It was their second straight road game against an NFC North team. They did win kind of like a similar game to what the Saints did to the Bucks this week. They did to the Lions the previous week, winning by a large margin but not really looking like themselves. And they haven't looked like themselves for a while, and I'm going to tell you this about them right now. I would not be surprised if they have their bye and a team goes in and, and, and beats them in the first week because they haven't played that well. I've they're been de- saying this for weeks. De- and, the, and last week on the pod, I said this and you disagreed with well, me. Well, now, now I'm definitely – because it's now showing that the defense, although it has names, they are not playing together. And if they don't have Gurley and Goff mixing on all – like. I'll say Cooper Cup was a really nice player. He can't mean this much. No. He's your third wide receiver. Yeah. So, you know, Goff looked and like Josh he was, Reynolds isn't that much of a step down. No. So, so Goff didn't look like he was at all prepared to face that defense, especially in those conditions, windy, cold Chicago. He's, you know, I do think that does play into it sometimes. Now, I think as your quarterback, you learn through it. I mean, Eli was a old Miss kid, and his first – couple years in New York he was not good when the weather got bad but you know you adapt to it he won two games in Lambeau that's not an indictment on Goff he just hasn't played in these conditions that often and now that he plays in LA he doesn't have to but it definitely looked like he was affected by it that Bears defense is ridiculous I mean, we knew yeah. it was going to be awesome when they got Khalil Mack. But we didn't know Amukamara was going to have the year no, that he dude, did he, or Amukamara, any of the Amukamara looks like he did in the Giants' 2011 run. I mean, he shuts people down. He picks everything off. And then you've got Roquan Smith, who is definitely playing like the defensive rookie of the year. And he had a pick that and returned it all the way down to the two-yard line. And Trubisky can manage games. Him and Prescott remind me a lot of each other. If they can play games where their defense keeps the opposing team, you know, in the 10 to 21 point range, they are very capable of winning these games. And now he's got Howard and uh, and Cohen, you know, splitting time and, and making plays out of the backfield. It this is a really good t- this is a really good team. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Rams are going to get things figured out, but that bye week does scare me as well for them because, I mean, you see it all the time. They, yeah, they haven't been get good smacked. in weeks. Yep. They easily could have lost to the Seahawks in L.A. They easily could have lost to the Packers in L.A. if Montgomery, who was exiled the next day, doesn't yeah. run the ball out and they give Rodgers a chance to come down the field and score. They lost that shootout in New Orleans. They haven't looked great. They got the Eagles coming in this week on Sunday night back in L.A., We'll see what they can do because the Eagles are reeling. But they just don't look like they did the first, you know, five, six weeks of the season. Could have peaked early. Never know. Yeah. But let's move on to the last game. And, Sean, you're telling everybody how smart you are. 
Your Kirk Cousins MVP pick. Not looking too hot <laughs> right now. No. He went ahead and got his offensive coordinator fired, and they only put up, what, seven points? Yeah, and it really was zero. They scored when it didn't matter. Yeah, against the Seattle Seahawks. So Yeah, no, I am usually very bright and, and I'm and I'm very smart yes, and people go yes, to me for, yes. for resources and information, but you know, huh. sometimes everybody is allowed to mess up and, and definitely Kirk Cousins has won. This was really bad on my part. The guy has is is exactly what everybody else has said. I've, and I've, it's funny. I have other people, including not just you, who were like, dude, I don't know what you saw in Cousins. I'm like, I, I really don't know what I saw either. I just figured he's the he same was, old Kirk Cousins in a different uniform with better weapons. When, when it comes time to win, he can't do it. And the, you could see yesterday, last night in that Monday night game, before we turn over to the Seahawks and give them a lot of credit, Adam Thielen was yelling at him. There was some like the, the the personnel is not happy with Cousins, and he just looks so passive. He looks so like uninspired and lackadaisical. And yeah, he he really looks like he did all that time in Washington. And and I obviously was wrong with this. I was expecting a lot more from him um, with a much better team, a team that was actually you know properly run. I thought he yeah. was better than Keenum, and he was going to push them over that level and. Yeah, my Super Bowl pick out of the NFC is is not good. They they are one week away from playing themselves completely out of the playoffs. One loss, obviously. Yeah, yep. And they've they've still got let's see, they they've still got to play the uh, I think they've still got to play the Bears one more time, and in in Minneapolis. But yeah, man, they're they're decimated. They're, yeah. they're they're not they, they decimated, but they're they're pretty healthy this year. They're yeah they but they've had when so it comes many to physical issues. injuries. Yeah, they've still had a lot of issues though with like you know the the whole um, Everson Griffin situation and 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 all stuff like that. But they Listen, seem no like ex- they they don't seem like they. The bottom line is they're not playing well. Period. No, and 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 mental, and their quarterback is the, is the head of that. Psychologically, they they remind me a lot of the Eagles. They just have not rebounded from from anything and, and or not the Eagles I'm sorry the Falcons it looks like they just haven't rebounded from everything even though they didn't make the Super Bowl there have been such high hopes placed on them you know having that really good young quarterback who puts up stats but can't seem to win big games I, Matt Ryan doesn't win big games and you, obviously Kirk Cousins doesn't either yeah so let's look at it from the team that actually won the Seattle Seahawks continue to roll and they are in the playoff hunt for sure. Oh, they're, and they're their defense right there. Their no-name defense is playing great. We talked about them last week, man, and, and you made a really good point. I mean, they don't. They got rid of all the baggage. They got rid of all the guys from the Legion of Boom. That's a good way to put it. That didn't want to be there, and as bad of an injury as it was to still a great player, Neural Thomas. I think that kind of allowed them to breathe a little bit. They have a new infusion of defensive talent that has bought into Pete Carroll's kind of rah-rah college style that got old and stale on the Legion of Boom guys. And they're playing phenomenal. Russell Wilson's making plays. The defense is shutting good offenses down. It seems like they have that home field advantage back in Seattle. And they're not going to win the division, obviously, but they're going to go to a they're going to go to a Chicago or something or go to a Dallas in in the first week of the playoffs and I wouldn't want to face them. No, not at all. They're they're probably the most feared team right now at all the wild cards, Chargers too. But let's move on to our picks cuz that wraps up our recap from last week. So I will do a recap of the picks. So I went 2 and 2 this past week. I took the Jets. I was right on that one. I took the Giants against Washington. I was right on that one. And then my two out-of-market picks, I was wrong. Carolina Panthers could not cover against Cleveland. And my sperm bank pick of the week, the Houston Texans, could not keep it rolling against the Indianapolis Colts. You, my friend, went 3-1. and one. Good job by you. You took Tennessee on Thursday night. You took the Buffalo Bills. That one was wrong. But the other two, you took Chicago. And you took the New York Giants. Good job by you, bud. Thank you, sir. So you are 3-1, and one, and we have not tallied it up in a while. We did it probably about at the halfway mark, but we will do it at the end of the season. I lost whatever this bet is. Yeah, once we figure it out, and we will, of course, notify all you guys on, on a podcast, on sorrysports.com, via social media, we'll figure something out. 
Yeah, I'm not Tom looking forward. Tom will have forward. to do something humiliating. I'm not looking forward to that, but it is what it is. May the, uh, the best man win, I guess. Well, we know already know who that is, yes. so we'll figure yeah, that you're, out. You're the best. All right, <laughs> so let's start picking these games for this week. First game on the slate, the New York Giants are at home against the Tennessee Titans. They are favored by two and a half points. They are. Do you want to lead us off? Well, the thing goes with Vegas. If a team's favored by less than three points, that means that they don't like the Giants to win this game. That's just the way it is. But I'm going to go with the Giants to cover this spread, and I'm going to take the. I'm going to go minus two and a half Giants. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm going to go with the Titans because the Giants are have they they've won. They they've played well. Um, but they easily could have lost a couple games. And here's the thing with the Titans. I think it's more about them. I haven't loved what I've seen from the Titans. They should have lost to your Jets. They looked terrible in that game. They really just took advantage of a completely quitting Jacksonville team, right? At, at home on Thursday night in a short week, Derrick Henry just went nuts. I do think, though, that they understand that if they lose another game, they're done. And yeah. the Giants aren't great. And after seeing Henry and and seeing Deion Lewis, who have had big games against teams like the Patriots, the Giants' defense sucks. They, I'm not going to get too high and mighty about what they did to Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson and the no-talent offense that is the Redskins. They let the Chase Daniel-led Chicago Bears in New Jersey two weeks ago score 10 points in two minutes. So I don't think this game's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be close, but I, I am going to go with the Titans to, to cover this spread and win this game too. All right, so next game we got is the Jets at home as well. This is on a Saturday for those who are wondering how are both teams playing at home against the Houston Texans, and the Jets are plus 6.5. Cancel your Saturday plans at 4.30. You get Jets-Texans. It's going to be a marquee match. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take the Houston Texans minus 6.5 after last week's loss. I am too. I think they have to win by a touchdown and and an extra point in this game, don't you? Yeah, I I think that the Texans are definitely going to be a little bit better this week, especially with that Jets decimated defense. I don't think it's it's an ass-whooping, though. I could see this game being like... 28 to like 17 something like that yeah no it's not going to be like a 40 point win or whatever you no. want to call it but all right so let's go into some of our outer mar- out of market games first game i'm looking at on this schedule the oakland raiders are in cincinnati Ooh. plus three and a half the cincinnati Bengals are terrible and i don't think they can beat the oakland raiders by more than three points hmm okay I, I, I'm just like, I'm looking at all the games and I, that was uh, the only reason I'm making that noise was I was looking at, I'm like, I'm not touching that game. So good, good for John you. Green, baby. The Dallas Cowboys are at Indianapolis with the Colts being a two and a half point favorite. I am taking the Dallas Cowboys. Will you hear that? I am taking your Cowboys That's on the road. That's because you're beating me by so much. You just don't, this is a throwaway pick. No, for see, here's how I look at it. Dallas is rolling. And although Indianapolis is a better team at home, the Cowboys are rolling. They're playing like one of the best teams in football. I'm not even saying this facetiously. They're playing great. And the Colts, you know, they did beat the Texans, but the Texans didn't play that well. And they scored zero points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that Dallas wins this game by three. So give me the Cowboys. All right, I got three chances left at this thing. My sperm bay pick of the week the segment that everybody waits for by the radio, wherever you guys are. Wherever you listen to podcasts. And I just want to thank everybody for listening, and I want to thank everybody for waiting for this pick every week because I know. Even though you said you put no no effort into it. Let me me finish my little soliloquy here. I know you're saying this is going to be Tom's week. He's so good at everything else. He picked Michigan to go to the Final Four. He said Nathan Evaldi was going to be the biggest part of the Red Sox World Series. And so on and so forth. We'll be here for a whole nother fucking podcast if I mention everything that I got right. This is going to be Tom's week. Everybody says it every week. I've let you guys down. I just want to sincerely apologize. But this is the week, folks. This is it. Sperm Bank Pick of the Week. The LA Chargers on Thursday night go into Kansas City, and they are going to cover the spread of plus three and a half. The Kansas City Chiefs might be missing Tyreek Hill or he is hurt. 
They don't have a second wide receiver. And they're coming off a short week. The LA Chargers will stay within a field goal of this game. Sperm Bank pick of the week, guys. Wow. And you're doing the thing that we've talked about, which is not taking the home team to cover the spread on Thursday night. Don't care. Well, I mean, you have nothing else to lose. So, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that speech. Uh, it'll be even more enjoyable when Tom comes in next week. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, all right. Well, good for you. I'm not going to go nearly as crazy with a game like that. I'm looking at San Francisco hosting Seattle. Seattle's a four-and-a-half-point favorite in in San Francisco. San Francisco, as I said, is a better team at home, but Seattle is on a tear right now. They're going to lock up an NFC wild card, and the way to do that is winning a game like this against a division rival. You know the 49ers would love to spoil the Seahawks. There's no bad. There's you know no good feelings there. The, no love lost. No love lost. That's say. what I wanted to say. I couldn't think of it, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so Seattle's going to handle business. They're going to take care of this four-and-a-half-point spread. They'll win by, I'm, I'm thinking, seven to ten points. So thank you, Seattle, and uh, we'll see how I do here. Yeah, absolutely. So that about wraps it up for the pod. Everybody, I know it's only Tuesday, but enjoy your weekend. Enjoy watching football this week. Hopefully we can come back to you on Monday with some positive Yankee news. Yeah, hopefully there's a lot more moves made. I mean, there's been rumors since we you know, got off of the pod last night, but there's Nothing really crazy has happened. I saw Andrew McCutcheon signed with the Phillies, um, but we'll have plenty to get into next Monday for sure. Absolutely. That college basketball and the NBA. No college football. For the first time in Unless a long Unless a coaching time, move was made. No college football. I don't even care if, if uh, Nick Saban, I don't care what he does. I don't care if he get, if he quits. If I care if he dies. I won't say that. Yeah, that's, that's not nice. But he did nothing to you. I don't care if he quits. We will not be talking college football, but there's a lot of big college basketball news. Villanova just lost a pen, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, right after we told them how good they said how much they look like they're rounding in a form, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, true. But that about wraps it up. Enjoy your weekend, Thanks for guys. the sorry sports jinx.